Welcome back to the Nick Finzer audio experience. Today, we're going to dive into something that I took a really deep dive into with the launch of something called the Music Marketing Roadmap that happened uh, at the beginning of August 2020 and uh, really was focused on artists, how they can build their audiences, and this uh, YouTube video that we're going to share the audio from today is kind of a precursor to that and also uh, a deep dive into one particular part of that workshop that we did. And that is talking about your audience and talking about how to build your own audience, how to divide your audience. And this is specifically probably geared towards artists, uh, people that are looking to build a business out from their art and as a creator. And so this, in this clip, we're going to really de dive deep into thinking about your audience, how you can subdivide your audience and how you can create things that are specifically for different parts of your audience. This is from the Create, Connect, Repeat series. Uh, so if you wanna find more info like this, feel free to search Create, Connect, Repeat on YouTube or go to outsideinmusic.com, you can check that out. And uh, if you need help doing this for you and your brand, I'm always free uh, for consulting sessions and uh, been doing that a lot more lately. So looking forward to connecting with many of you. Uh, just drop me a line, nick at nickfinzermusic.com or just send me a DM on Instagram and I'll see it and we can hook it up. So take a listen to this. Think about how you could apply this to your own life. Make sure you're signed up for the Music Marketing Roadmap uh, weekly newsletter. That's a new thing that we launched and uh, we look forward to working with you. So enjoy this and uh, we'll talk soon. Today we're talking about your audience. Welcome back to Create, Connect, Repeat. My name is Nick Finzer. If you haven't been here before, this is the show where weekly we talk about the different topics that are related to building a career in jazz and creative music and hopefully helping you to take your career to the next level or at least to reconsider some of the things that you get hung up on on a day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week basis. So what I wanted to talk to you today about is subdividing your audience. And what do I mean by subdividing your audience? Well, I think sometimes I think sometimes that we get a little bit obsessed with thinking that every audience member goes into the same bucket. And what I what do I mean by audience member? I mean by audience member actually at your live gigs. I mean audience members on other people's gigs. I mean audience members on the internet. I mean people that you meet on the street. I mean people that you interact with on a day-to-day -day basis. All of those people want to interact with you and get different things from you. I'm going to use an example audience of the quote-unquote average jazz musician that maybe is in New York today. So for the purpose of this demonstration, I'm going to use a giant piece of paper, mostly designed for writing big band charts, but I'm going to use it to show you guys how I subdivide an audience. So when we're talking about audience, I want to talk about all the different parts of our audience, all the different ways that we interact with people as musicians. And how do we develop the audience, how do we cultivate the audience, and how do we create content and value for each different part of the audience. So for me, I divide it into four main parts. And for me, the, the part that is the easiest to define is one over here, we have jazz fans. You'll just have to excuse my lack of extremely good handwriting. So we have our jazz fans over here. Under jazz fans, a little more broadly uh, to me would be music fans that maybe like some type of music, maybe they that is related to improv improvised music. And then we also have, we have jazz musicians 
who are maybe our colleagues, our friends, our other jazz fans, other people that are practitioners of the art form. And then we also have in our last box, we have jazz trombonists. So to me, that's for me as a trombonist. I have jazz trombonist fans and people that I want to connect with. So going from most broad to most specific being jazz trombonists, jazz musicians, jazz fans, and music fans. Most specific, most broad. Does that make sense? So now this is what I mean by subdividing your audience. Now you can see from most broad to most specific that we have all these different parts of our audience that we want to connect with in different ways. We need to offer them different things and connect with them on the level where they want to be connected with. Obviously a jazz trombonist fan wants to connect with me in a different way than a music fan does. Maybe it's not super obvious, but when you think about it, a jazz trombonist is interested not only in my music, but in how to play the trombone, how to get better at the trombone, whereas a music fan has no interest in what instrument I play. They care about having a great track to listen to when they need to relax or when they need to get hyped up or whatever it is that they need to get out of the music. So this is where it comes down to you, and I mean you watching this video, uh, need to think about the different ways that you can connect with all these types of fans. So as an, just as a quick example, I'll give you some of the ways that I do this and uh, some of the ways uh, where maybe there's also sub audiences that are different uh, within some of these. So uh, I would subdivide jazz trombonists into two categories additionally, and I would say these are jazz trombonists, but then also there's just trombonists in general. Then we also have jazz musicians, and that could be uh, uh, in New York. How can I bring those people value? That's the people that are my colleagues, and then also people around the world. Well, that's pretty messy. Around the world that play. You have people in the jazz fan category that are super fans. And I'll just say and or their collectors where they love to collect stuff, meaning CDs, vinyl, etc., And then we just have maybe casual jazz fans that are more just interested in maybe the nostalgia of jazz than they are in the super creative type of music that a lot of us want to aspire to create. Now we get into music fans and I'll just say there's people, maybe they're classical music fans, maybe they're jam band fans, we have funk, or R&B, gospel. You would just think about all the different genres of the fans that you maybe want to connect with as an artist. So at this point, I just hope that you're not super overwhelmed by all of this. And I think, hope you realize that this is an opportunity, not a liability. Now, with this kind of information, you can start to create specific content for specific people that go into each of these categories. I'll make future episodes where we dig into each part of this and how you can connect specifically with that part of your audience. If I was putting this together for, for one of our artists that's getting managed at Outside In Music, I'm gonna just give you a quick rundown of the type of content, the type of things I'd start thinking about so that that artist connecting with their audience on a deeper level. So just as a quick rundown, I'm gonna start with the most broad and move to the most specific. So now, 
think about music fans of classical music, they like music that's probably going to be the most similar to classical, meaning that it's not going to be overly creative or avant-garde, but most likely these people are going to be in the safe zone. They're going to want the type of, a type of music that maybe is relaxing, they can put it on in the background and or hear it in a concert hall setting. So you can think about where you can connect with fans that maybe want to hear music in a concert hall setting. They might be more interested in music that has to do with grants or have to do with music that you can present at a university. Jam band fans, they just want to groove. They just want to hang out. Same with funk. Probably all of these jam band funk R&B people are going to be over here in a category where maybe you need to not play so much swing, but maybe more groove-based music. Maybe these are people that also like bands like Snarky Puppy, and you can start to write some music that connects with people like that. You could say there's people also, maybe I missed out here on one more, which would be fusion. And maybe from the fusion angle where people play lots of notes and it's pretty impressive, you might be able to connect with them on more like of the technical technique side of things. And we can start to create music that maybe fits into this category. Maybe you start creating different videos or you start creating different singles or releasing music on SoundCloud that goes under each of these different categories that maybe is outside of the main jazz category. Now, let's move to jazz fans. Now we have our super fans that are collectors. This is where, if you have a lot of these people, this is where you would go with vinyl. Vinyl, people love to collect vinyl. If you have fans that are in this super fan collector category, they, this is what they want, they want vinyl. Now, uh, jazz fans that are more casual, they probably just want to stream you on Spotify. So you've got to be available, and maybe here you want to really check out Spotify playlist pitching, and specifically lifestyle playlists on Spotify that have to do with very specific activities, like running or sleeping or relax relaxing or studying. Now, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna dig it into this deeper in another video, but right now we're just doing a quick overview of what are the types of things that we might suggest to our artists if you were to have a consulting session related to your audience. Now, jazz musicians. So jazz musicians, they like your music, but they also want to be you. Think about that. Is if you're in New York and I'm in New York and I'm competing with all these people, what can I do that can bring them value? Uh, that might be these type of videos, that might be, that might be uh, career or how-to where it's really practical advice, right? And then jazz musicians around the world, uh, that could be just how to get to New York. Jazz musicians is important because the jazz industry is supported by a lot by the other people that do the same things that we do. So you want to make sure that you're connecting with these musicians. And these are people that are much easier to find on the internet because they're doing the same thing as you and they interact with the same people and they probably will be in the same online spaces as you are uh, in the music space. So lastly, I look here at jazz trombonists and I think immediately educational content. Educational content can certainly fall up here in the jazz musician area, but then there's two types of educational content that you can make. Obviously, the jazz trombonists are gonna like the same things that as the music fans, the jazz fans, they might be collectors as these people, but then these are the most specific because these are the people that do the same thing as you or want to be you even more. So trombonists in general, over here, uh, maybe you wanna teach them about improvisation, you wanna teach them about 
playing jazz as opposed to classical. Maybe you would, they're just casual trombonists and they're, or they're adult learners and they want to get back into things. So for me, this is, I've created here a virtual studio and I make educational videos for YouTube. Also over here for jazz trombonists, they're probably going to like your records. They're probably going to and also sort of enjoy some of your basic content, but they're going to want to have high level, high level content that's educationally based and can be super specific. So the first step in audience development is actually thinking about your audience. So if you've never gone this deep, this, this micro with your audience either, and you want help with that, feel free to get in touch, info at outsideinmusic.com. It's also in the description below. Uh, and we can get you hooked up with a consulting session so where we can talk about your audience. And if you want to do it yourself, please do. Please go for it. Please make your own chart and start to think about what you can create in order to connect with those different people. And there's other people that I've left off this list uh, that you really want to cultivate as well. And that's going to be industry people. That's going to be bookers, uh, venues. That's going to be uh, press contacts, radio contacts. All those people want different things from you. So you have to give them what they want. That's the easiest way. Uh, to connect with people, bring them value in the form that they want to receive it. So info at outsideinmusic.com if you want, if you need a consulting session to figure out your audience. And we will dig in in a future video to more specifics about how and what to create for these things from my perspective. But for now, I hope that will leave you with some practical ways to subdivide your audience and make things happen. It's the mantra of this show, create, connect, repeat. So make stuff for your audience very specifically. Just give it to them how they want to receive it and just keep on showing up. And over a long period of time, you're going to build the career and the creative life that you want. So thanks for being here. My name is Nick Finzer and we'll see you back here in just a week.